0: No purchase necessary.
2: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Block Talk Radio.
3: We will not bow down to our racism. We will not bow down. I'm going to stay.
2: One six seven nine nine four. Or if you have any comments or questions, you can tweet us at the number one ST World Theater. Theater, of course, is with an R E. Or if you just want to listen in, you can do that too. Or if you'd like to speak to us, once you have called in, just press the number one. Also, please feel free to join us on Facebook at facebook dot com forward slash First World Theater. Oh, so one more thing, folks! Please don't forget to go to our website and join our email list. That is www.firstworldtheater.biz, B I Z. Now, I am so excited tonight because we have two very special guests who are very dear to us here at First World Theater Ensemble. But before we get to our guests, I must say. And give ready, a great kudos eight. and a shout-out to someone very special to us. Eight. We would love to say hello and thank E3. you to Miss Teresa Shockley and her board at the CEC, that's Community Education Center, in the University City Powhatan right. Village area, which is located at 3500 Lancaster Avenue in Philadelphia, PA. Now, we here at First World Theater would like to announce our residency at CBC. We are so excited and have been truly blessed to receive this residency. Now, by the way, this is the first time. Oh, how How ironic the word first we find that very funny here, that a theater company has been invited to house at CEC with a full, complete season. Now, just a little information about CEC. They have been there in their community for over 40 years, and it is a multi-purpose center with the goal to bring neighbors together across barriers of all race and culture. Today, that center is, has established itself as an artist incubator,
1: a performance
2: place that brings people together through classes and performances opportunities. We again would like to say kudos to Ms. Teresa Stockley and what they're doing for the artists over there at CEC. Now, if you want to get more involved with CEC, which I think that you should, and we here at First World all agree, that just go to their website, Visit them at cecart.org. That's cecart.org. Now, back to our exciting, exciting guests. We have, I believe, on the line our first guest. Uh, His name is Mr. G. Lord Morris, uh, A.K.A. known as Gregory Lord Morris. Uh, I think he's out there on the line. Gregory, are you on, on the line with us?
1: I am here. Yes. I am here.
2: Hello. Hello. How are
1: you?
2: Hi. I'm fine. How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, thank you for this opportunity.
2: Oh, you're quite welcome. That's exactly what Inside the Black Box is all about, making sure that people are informed and knowing exactly what's going on out there within the African American theater community, that's why we're here. Wow! Now, so, thank
4: you very much.
2: Hey, you're welcome, sweetheart. Now, look, let's get started. I do have a question for you, Lori, which is okay. I think like, this is a crazy question. I would like to know, and our audience would like to know, how did you go from having a degree in behavioral science to end up getting an MFA in writing? Now, that's a combination. Life it is
4: a combination, and it was uh, actually born kind of out of necessity. The short version of it is I went back to college at 33 years old. Um, I was married at the time, and um, we were expecting our first child. And I knew in my first semester of school that I wanted to write, but they didn't offer that at my school. So I needed to make a choice, um, a, a dual choice, actually, and that was, one, I needed to... Uh, major in something that would help me understand human behavior more, um, which I knew would aid my writing. The other thing was I knew that it would allow me to get a decent job, support myself and my family while I was uh, pursuing writing.
2: Okay, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. They always say when you're an artist, you better have another, you better keep your day job, huh?
4: Yeah, absolutely. um, (laughs) It is a reality for for some of us, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Now, uh, uh, to my understanding, uh, uh, Mr. Morris, uh, you, besides earning your MFA in writing at Temple University, uh, you had a play that premiered, uh, an original stage play that premiered at Temple University, which was called The Belly. Uh, yes. And that ran for 14 shows to sell out crowds. Can you give us some more information about The Belly? What was that about?
4: So the belly was actually a very um it was it was the play it was born out of my projects and playwriting class and um I started on it in class and it just worked first began as readings and so um what happened was they have a play fest at our school every year called the Playfest and basically what happened was they had five directors and they had four directors, student directors and they would pick the projects that they wanted to work on to present at PlayFest. Well, mine was the only one that did not get picked, and so um, when that came to uh, Dr. Richardson, uh, Lee Richardson's attention, he said, and he didn't even really know me, but he basically said, I don't, I don't want, I don't want you to miss the opportunity. So I'll direct it for you. And When we did it in uh, PlayFest, uh, we we wowed all the professors and everything. And what it ended up doing was, they, I was the only student that they gave a world premiere to in, in wow. the three years that I was there. Yeah.
2: That is fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mind you, you are an African-American. Yes. And that is like yeah. so totally fabulous that that was given to you.
4: Um, Absolutely. I was very uh, humbled I, by it.
2: Yeah. Well, I had an opportunity to do one of your readings of the belly, and I have to tell our audience that it is a fantastic piece. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it was raw, it was
4: in your tonight and I'm hoping to, and it was yeah. just a wonderfully well-written
2: piece. Like, it really was. Well,
4: I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I want to just give as much as I, I possibly can to my professors, uh, uh, Robert Headley, Z well, Richardson, well, and my dramaturg, who is a, a Tony Award winner himself, Ed Sobel. Um, <laughs> In addition to that I had the benefit of having a really tremendous cast, which included Yvette Gagne, who's also from Philly, as well as Brian Anthony Wilson. And um, you know, I just I just I'm just really grateful. I was just really blessed to have that opportunity, um, you know, coming from where I come from and, and having that least amount of experience of all my comrades. It was just a real a real blessing.
2: Yes, yes. I, I I truly understand about receiving your blessings, yes. And you did have a wonderful cast. Anytime you have someone like Yvette Kanye and Brian Anthony Wilson involved in the project, uh yeah, you have basically top notch the uh, cream of the cream working uh with you uh, on a wonderful project such as that was. Uh, which is great. Now I I do want to ask you, can you tell our audience, um Uh, Gregory, exactly.
4: Where are you from? I'm originally from Los Angeles, California.
2: Mm -hmm. And how did you end up here in in
4: Philadelphia? Um, I wound up here. We moved here in 2001. I was married at the time, and uh, I was in the music business prior to uh, even being in theater and film and everything. That that wasn't even on the table. My background was as a music producer. And uh, I actually interned for a little over a year at DreamWorks Music in L.A., in North Hollywood. And the idea was to move out this way because music was really popping out here. I had a lot of friends from L.A. that were gigging in Philly, and they were talking about this whole neo-soul movement. And I was hearing the music, and I was like, wow, that's dope. And, you know, was,
3: you know
4: uh, at the time, I was like, well, let's just try it. I mean, we were young. We didn't have any children at the time. And uh, I was like, well, let's just try it and see if we like it. If we don't like it, we'll just come Back to L.A. And we came and we settled in Delaware and it never left. And um,
3: it, it, uh,
4: some of the greatest things in my life have happened since I moved out here.
2: Well, we're glad to have you here. We're glad that you left L.A. They're lost in our game, and we're so happy yeah. to have you here. Um, yes. I, I, guess, I understand mm-hmm. that you are the chief creative director of the Morris Project. Um, yes. You have, of course, written and produced theater, PSAs, short films, yes. feature films. Um, um, you are the author of several film projects. Um, yes. Can you give us two or three names of some of those projects?
4: Um, well, I've done a couple, of, I'll give you some of the more um, educated. My, my, my career is, uh, is that oh, of an yeah. urban ethnographer. So my career is dedicated to writing about the streets, particularly the community and the people in the community. Um, as a result of that and, and staying in that lane, I've gotten some tremendous opportunities. So I was able, for example, to do a film for the Department of Justice. They wanted to do an anti-gang, anti-gun piece, and they wanted it the same style of my street films, but, you know, minus the language and so okay. they gave me the information. I wrote it based on what the parameters were, and, and now it's at uh, it's on Capitol Hill. It's shown in all the schools in Delaware, um, and, and they're, they're just moving all around with that. So I've done that. I've done a documentary for Gun Court, which is a, a court that they have for juveniles that get in trouble with uh, firearms in my state. I um, also did the film 20 Minutes. Um, which, you know, ultimately it's about recidivism and reentry But I wrote it based on right. how difficult it is for a person to change And that one yeah. just kind of took a life of its own on Just just fact, took off running So I've done those um, We've been into several film festivals Including the Marcus Vineyard Film Festival uh, Two years in a row um, We won the uh, Fringe Festival last year in Wilmington And I'll actually, I'll be defending My film will be defending its title uh, On the night that we have tech <laughs> before it's uh to play next month. So um I've I've been really fortunate to to you know to be in such a a, a, a tremendous place uh, living in Delaware and then right outside of Philly. It's been really good. Really good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now um
2: Before we wrap up, I want to talk with you about your upcoming project. I understand that you have a play that's coming up, um, and I want to talk about that. And also, uh, to you actors out there, um, Mr. Morris is looking for an actor. So we're going to find out what is the name of that piece. Uh, a quick synopsis of what it's about And we want to have Mr. Morris Tell us exactly what he's looking for And maybe you can get hired through right here Inside the black box Because that's what we're all about So, Ms. Morris, please tell us yes. in Exactly what is the name of the piece And what is it about The name of the
4: play is Math M-A-T-H As in short for arithmetic And the play is called Math, an American Tale Written by myself Um, This world premiere will actually be directed by myself as well And the story is about a guy Named Ellis um, Late 20s Fresh out of jail He comes home from prison today And returns to the neighborhood that he used to gang bang And sell drugs in And one of his new neighbors is this 17 year old girl Desperately trying to get to college And she is desperately in need of his gifts This guy is a whiz At all kinds of math but he's a failure at almost everything else. And he has the ability to speak to this girl in another language, almost like a street language, and teach her math, Um, teach her in a way that her private school um, and the tutor at the private school is not able to do, not able to reach her. And so what you have in the play is the dynamic of you have this girl that's pulling on him for his knowledge, but then you have the streets pulling on him for a debt that he owes, and 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 you know old affiliations and old habits and things like that so i really the play is really about urban education and how education happens outside of the classroom a lot of times it's also about squandered potential it's about recidivism it's about reentry um and it's about um the how how families are created even when there's no relation between the people
2: mm. That's very interesting. I I like that subject matter that you're dealing with. It's also very interesting because First World Theater Ensemble, we have our upcoming season opening, which starts on October the 18th. And we're doing a piece called Don't Sing No Blues for Me uh, by Mr. Glenn Allen, who is our second guest for this evening. Um, And it deals with a young man uh, who's dealing with um, uh, uh, the potential of going to jail, who has had some rough times, and he's like around the age of 18 to 20, and he's at the crossroads of his life trying to make a decision. So I really like that subject matter, what you're touching on. That's very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. Now. Tell us what you're looking for for those actors out there, and then I want you to give the exact uh, contact information, how people can get in touch with you, and give us uh, the information about the dates of the, the show.
4: Okay. Well, the the role I'm looking for now is actually a lead role. Um, it's a paying role, um, not a huge budget, but definitely a paying role. I'm looking for a gentleman, actor, African-American, and I would even look at a Spanish actor, actually, uh, for this part, in uh, early mm-hmm. to mid-50s, and yeah. um, your parent, yeah. the, the character is the father figure in the piece. Okay. Um, he's a street guy, he's an old-school guy, but I'm looking for someone early okay. to mid-50s um, that can give off uh, the feel of a person that's from a different generation. And okay. you can contact me uh, directly through uh, via email, I should say, at uh, the yeah. Morris. Project
1: at gmail
4: dot com. That's the Morris Project at gmail dot com. Wonderful.
2: Now, do you have a Facebook page they can get in touch with you also? I do,
4: absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, Gregory Lloyd Morris on Facebook, or you can type in G Lloyd Morris. That's Thank my you. pen name. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter as G Lloyd Morris. And I would really uh, welcome you to look at my YouTube channel. Which is uh, youtube.com Slash G Lloyd the writer And what I've been doing is doing I've been going into the community And doing my commercials in the streets So I go into the projects I go into the roughest, roughest parts of the city And I'm relating the areas that I'm in To what the subject matter is in the play So everything I'm doing Is linking the play to the community
2: That is so fabulous. That's so fabulous. And I like the idea that you're about giving back to the community, um, making sure that you do your part in helping to keep your community intact. And that's exactly what we here at Inside the Black Box and First World Theater is all about, making sure that our stories are told uh, with dignity and integrity um, and that we keep them intact. And we say kudos to you, too, for doing that. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. What you're doing And I know other artists Upcoming artists Are going to be able to Appreciate what you're doing And whether you know it yeah. or not You are, are are blazing the trail For other upcoming artists Who want to do something like this And we oh, really, really appreciate that you know, well, I appreciate you saying me. that yeah. Oh yeah I thank you I no. appreciate
4: that And we need I mean the truth is We need as much As many of these stories As we can possibly tell um, Just in support of Nothing else for the diaspora. Of, uh, of our movement and our, our legacy, um, we need to be able to write pieces and show pieces that show the complexity and the the, the multi dimensions of the people that live in the inner city. They're not just people yeah. on the street that don't want to do anything or are on drugs or in, or participating in the violence. These are people that have the same concerns as people that uh-huh. live in the suburbs. Uh, but they just don't have anyone in their inner circle to foster an idea like that. And so I, I tell those stories.
2: She did not ask her Can you let us know exactly
4: uh, Exactly. Where this show will be uh, Being put on at Yes we are going to be Math and American Tale Is going to be presented At the Wilmington Drama League Which is on Market and Lee Boulevard In Wilmington, Delaware And show dates are Friday uh, September the 28th At 8pm And Saturday uh, September the 29th at 2 p.m. and at 8 p.m. And one of the things we're doing for the 2 p.m. show is we're really pushing to invite as many high school students um, and with their parents and college students because young people need to see this piece as well. It speaks directly to what's going on in the community. And those okay. are the dates that we're going to be showing it. Um, tickets are general admission, $20. Um, um, and we're giving discounts to all students who come with their ID, whether it's high school or college, uh, we'll take five. I'm taking five dollars off the price. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. So, everyone, please make sure you go out and you support uh, D. Lord Morris uh, in all of his endeavors and especially this upcoming production uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. We will make sure that that will be on our website so that you can get in touch with him. There will be a link. Um, also, you can also just uh, get in touch here with us here at First World Theater at info at firstworldtheater.biz uh, if you're interested in auditioning for him, and we will make sure that he receives that information. Uh, we thank you so much for Being on air with us uh, If you don't mind I would love for you To just hang mm-hmm. around For a while Because I really Would love for you To talk to our Very special Upcoming guest uh, All the way from D.C. Uh, who happens to be The executive director Of the D.C. Black yes. Theater Festival
1: Absolutely uh, So
2: um, if you can hang out Hang out with us And we thank you So much yes. for having you
4: I appreciate you And I am yours um, I will <laughs> sit here And wait for you To tell me what to do <laughs> okay,
2: darling. Thank you. Right now, folks, we are going to take a little break here, and then we are coming back with our other very special guest, Mr. Glenn Allen from D.C. of the D.C. Black Theater Festival. Right now, we're going to play Book of Revelation, to Chapter Your seven, Mind and Eat Your
0: and Soul. Yes, sir. They hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preach For God shall wipe away yes, sir. every tear from their eyes. Yes, sir ready for the revolution come, on, come on.
2: Next upcoming special guest This person coming up is a Very dear friend of ours Here at First World Theater Uh, A wonderful Without a doubt Um, He has written 13 plays Uh, Some of those are uh, Include such things such as Love a Black Woman The Weight of Being Black Strangers at the Gate Daddy's Got Knees Black on Trial Little Black Lies, and his award-winning piece, How Do You Love a Black Woman, just to name a few. Of course, he has much more there Um, that's out there that you, the audience, the actor, the producer, the director, can read and produce. He also has a collection of poetries uh, in which he has completed, seven collections um, as a matter of fact. He also has three unpublished novels. They are Blues on Hell Street, Two years home, and the diary of a black boy. He is currently completing his newest work of fiction, The Diary of a Man in London.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He is also uh, the executive director of the D.C. Black Theater Festival.
3: Mm-hmm. Ladies okay. and
2: gentlemen, I give to you mm-hmm. Mr. Glenn Allen.
5: Glenn, are you there? Z, how are you doing, sister? How are you doing?
1: How are you?
5: I'm good. I, I thank you for doing this. It is so like good to hear someone of knowledge no. talk about theater. No.
2: So thank no. you. No. Oh, no. Thank you. I, I'm learning from people like you and Gregory Morris, and, and I think it's important that we all keep it going and that we share our knowledge with one another without charging one another for it. So thank you That's, for that.
5: Absolutely. And Brother Dynamite, I, I listened and I said, you know what? i got to know this brother i have driving two hours to beat this brother right here. <laughs>
2: well, I'm going to make sure you and him definitely hook up without a doubt. You will definitely have each other's information. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, well, right. thank you for introducing me. Oh, you're quite welcome. Just remember, when you two make it big, don't forget us small people. You know.
5: Oh, oh you know what? You riding? You riding with
2: us? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wonderful <laughs> Well, you know what, we're not going to waste any more time We're going to jump right into this here um, The first question I have for you, uh, Glenn And I'm sure other people would like to know You are uh-huh. the Executive D- uh, Director Of the D.C. Black Theater Festival Now, um, I, I want to know And I'm sure everyone else wants to know Is what inspired you To start a festival in D.C. Oh, my God! Well, you know,
5: I- I've been writing since 86, and I've been on tour with uh, with my work since '87, and or since '85, and then on tour in '87, and so I've gotten a chance to do I, I, almost every major festival across the country, from here to Europe. And what I, what I started to do is I started to collect all the things I liked about the festivals, and then all the things I didn't like, um, and
3: put that together and,
5: and to see what we could do. To help with the canon of black work, and one of the things I saw, especially in DC, which is the second largest market theater, uh, New York first, DC second, Philly and Chicago. And what I saw in DC was that no one was calling for black work for the work of African American writers. And then I started to see it across the country. Once I once I saw that in DC, I started to see it in Philly. I started to see it in New York. I started to see it all throughout the country. And so, I took I, so all the things I liked them together in one shell and then sent out an uh, invitation to all the playwrights that we were going to do in 2010, the launch of the first D.C. Black, first Black Festival in D.C. The interesting thing was when I called everyone to the table um, over my house, and I, and, I, and I collected both actors and directors and producers that I knew in the industry, and so they all came to the table, and everyone asked the same question. Have, have you already done that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the answer was no.
0: That D.C.
5: being the second market had never done a festival of black work. Wow. Had never done it. And so we launched it. And here's the interesting thing. Initially, we were only going to do one play a night for seven days. That was the whole aim. One play. So seven plays. Oh, that's okay. Seven plays, one night a week. We sent the invitation out. In two weeks, got 150 submissions. By the end of the month, wow. we cut the submissions off because we had reached over 300 submissions.
2: Wow! And which goes, goes to show good. you, this goes to show you the desperate need for our stories to be told, and a lot of times we have no place to take them okay. to tell them. So this Absolutely. is why. Um, I'm so happy that that, that you've done this in D.C. I know that I have attended and I have performed in it, and I have to tell the listeners, it is something fabulous. If you have not done the D.C. Black (laughs) Theater Festival, you are missing, honey, something. It's like missing your mama collard greens and macaroni and cheese, honey. It is It is fabulous. It is so much fun, and it's fun to see. I mean, we hope that the first
5: year we hosted 127
1: plays.
5: And uh, then next year we, were, we, did a, we did 150, and then this year we did 150 again. And then we call it a gamut. So we're doing theater, doing reading and workshops, and um, getting <laughs> let them both most uh, yeah, out. And so, um, you know, we did celebrity workshops this year. Uh, Emma from Good Times, Bernadette Stanis did a workshop. Uh, Darren Henson did a workshop. Um, uh, and then you know you have celebrity workshops, you have the everyday people workshops for acting, for lighting, for sound. Um, then you do all the plays, and then the one act plays, and the full plays, and the um, the experimental pieces, the dance pieces. We, we did everything you could possibly do in theater. We did. Yes. You did, yeah.
2: You did because I was a witness to it. I can attest to that. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I want to ask you two more qu- questions pertaining yes. to the festival, and then we're going to move on um, to this wonderful piece that you have coming to Philadelphia. Um, uh, my yeah. next question is just to just, yeah. give our audience yeah. a quick answer to this. Is, uh, even though it's called the D.C. Black Theater Festival, is it open to all cultural backgrounds, or how, how does that go? It really
5: is, and, and this is a, it's an interesting question, because you know the first play that was submitted to the yeah. festival was from a white woman in Georgia. So mm. D.C. Black Theater Festival, and the first play was submitted by a white woman in Georgia. And when wow. I got her play, we sat down and we read it, and I just thought, that maybe she misread the invitation, and so I called her. I, I did. I said, maybe she misread it. And so I called her and said, are you aware that this is a D.C. Black Theater Festival? And she said, yes, the characters are black, and I'm absolutely in love with them. And so that helped us to shape it even more. We knew that we were going after work from African-Americans, but we didn't know how to actually shave it. You know, you look at it as this monster, and you say, okay, how do we put this together? Well, she kind of helped us put it together. Because what she had us look at, and, and unbeknownst to her, what she had us look at, well, what if Tennessee Williams wrote a play that black folks could act in?
3: Why wow. so should we do
5: that play as well? Exactly. And the answer is yes. And so our interest is we open it up to all nationalities. Black is, is the incorporation of all colors. It is the inclusion of all colors, not the exclusion. So when we say black, we are saying this is for everyone, but our concentration is on the black story. We're looking for stories that African-Americans, that are pointing to African-Americans so that our voices can be heard. So for everybody, it's is for fun. everybody,
2: but black, our concentration yeah. is,
5: is for people.
2: I I like that. You know, you're leaving me speechless here. But anyway, I'm making my debut, and you're leaving me speechless, and I'm the host. (laughs) 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 Mind me not to have you back anymore. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, just one last question, Glenn, around this, this festival issue, and then we're going to yeah. move on um, because, you know, we all are a you know, debut and we don't have, to have, we don't have that much time. Um, yeah. Exactly. Can you just tell us uh, one or maybe two?
3: Because
2: um, we know that everything is not peachy cream when you're trying to do something of this magnitude of a festival with
1: thousands
2: mm-hmm. and thousands of people and all these submissions that are coming at you. Um, yeah. Can you tell us, just, what is one um, downfall of trying to run a festival of this
5: magnitude. The size. Mm. The size. It it, okay. it is it's trying to include everyone. When okay. when 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 you're a visionary and you're coming from not the business side of it, but the artistic side of it, the, the aim, especially my aim, is to make sure that I get everybody who wants to who, who have written a play and they want to perform it is for me to make room. And so if I go out and I get 10 theaters And we don't do this The festival is not in a church basement Let's just say that The DC Black Theater Festival is not in a church basement We go after the any listed theaters in the city And that's where we produce the work So where most theaters Where most black writers could never get on that stage We go after that stage And then when we do that We try to get as many people um, On board Who want to come and so uh, this year we did 150 plays from all over, from New York. Uh, we had a brother coming from Liverpool, from Dominica, from South Africa, uh, uh, LA. You know, to Chicago, to um, te- uh, Texas, and Philly always shows up. Philly always tearing down the doors, and so it's the size every year it's the size of something, the magnitude. This I mean. We need you need you need really big sponsorship to do something as large as what we're going after. It's an ambitious project.
2: Well, I I, I just before we move on, I just want to say to. To the sponsors out there This is something That is worthy Of sponsorship uh, Please make sure You get in touch With Mr. Glenn Allen uh, At D.C. Black Theater yes, Festival He will be able To give you The information Before the show closes But it's something worthy I've experienced it um, And I love it And if there's anything That we can do We are there for you At any time Any place Anywhere please. you need us We are there Absolutely and I want to move on uh, quickly here because we only have like about maybe like five minutes left. So I'm just just going to say this, put this out there.
0: Mr. Allen,
2: uh, you are, I know that you had attended Howard University, and I know that you uh, had an interest in writing since like about 1986. Now, -hmm. you have a piece called Don't Sang No Roots for Me. This, This, I have to say to the audience, is a well-written piece. Um, it has a beautiful style, natural dialogue. When I read it, I fell in so much in love with it, um, and I was just in awe, and I knew that we had to produce this piece here in Philadelphia. Um, I have two questions for you with this piece, and the first question is, what? why did you want to write something like this? What inspired you to write a piece so beautiful and so elegantly?
5: Let, let, let me say this, and I say this for all writers. I, I teach writers writing at some of the, at, at the schools in D.C. And one of the things I teach is that the stories that are closest to you are really already in your family. My grandmother and I were headed to uh, Virginia for a wedding, so she was in Wilmington. So I drove from D.C., picked her up in Washington, and took her to Virginia. Four-hour drive, and we talked. And here's a 75-year-old woman. We talked from the moment we left Wilmington Four hours to Virginia, got back in the car after the wedding, and drove four hours back. By the time I got to Delaware, I had the story in my head. By the time we got back, because of the stories she told, the stories she told, and the secrets that she had, you know, and, and as she kept the secrets, you know, and then you asked her a story, and you knew it was a secret that she wasn't going to tell anyone, and she would simply say, I'm going to take that to my grave, baby. And she told these stories, these, these very poetic stories. You know, and I sat down for the first time in my life. I sat down at the feet of my grandmother, and I listened to what she had to say and the stories of her at 21 and 23. And so I crafted three, pa- three plays. Don't You Know Blues for me is the first one. This is a blue, they're all they're called the blues-based trilogy, or blues trilogy. And Don't You Know Blues for me is the first in that trilogy. It's the fun story. And then you have, the blues of Lula Mae Jenkins, which is the daughter story. Now, they're not related, but they're just the, the symbolic true. part of being okay. spiritually the son and the daughter. And then uh, Black Sugar's blues, which is the mother's story. Okay. So inside of this, this spiritual family are these three stories that don't necessarily connect, but connect on a spiritual blues level. So you can see all three, in series, out of series. And never have the same connection. They are all written in the same theme. Awesome.
2: Okay. Now, this is what I'm going to do. I want our callers uh, to please make sure you call in at 646 716. Seven nine nine four, so that you may ask Mr. Allen or Mr. Morris any questions you may ask them. You can you're allowed to ask any comments or anything you may have. Um, we are still, we will still be here streaming live here on online, uh, and so we just want you to give us a call. So, but what I'm going to do right now, if Mr. Allen would just allow me, I'm going to say to my audience, uh, we thank you so much. Um,
1: we are still here,
2: still keep calling in, we're still going to we're still talking um, But I just want to say thank you very much for joining us here on our debut of Inside the Black Box First World Theater Ensemble We really appreciate you uh, We hope that you continue to listen to us We have a wonderful play coming up with Mr. Glenn Allen's piece, Don't Sing No Blues for Me, from October the 18th through the 28th at CEC, 3500 Lancaster Avenue. Just go to our website and get more information. And I just want to give you all out there a world of words of empowerment. Here at First World, if you ever find yourself with your back against the wall and you're stuck up in that corner, Swing that first punch and come out swinging, and you'll discover that you are a champion. Stay blessed. Okay, Lynn. now we're going to get back to what we were talking about because uh, I have did, got to make sure that the audience hear all this wonderful information. Now, I yet. want to know, uh, Mr. Allen, can you please let us know exactly what is "Don't yeah. Sing No Blues" for me about? See, I can tell them, but I don't want to tell them. I want you to tell them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, don't, don't sing any. no blues for me is a perfect <laughs> storm. It is about a young man who has come into town for the death of a mother he does not know, to the Where town that you? does not know he exists. And so inside this small town, here comes a young man who is in trouble.
2: He comes to town
5: with trouble
2: to a town that
5: doesn't know that he exists. And so what happens from this is that the story starts to unfold that who is this young man and more importantly, who is this young man's father? You so the play takes place in the in a barbershop,
1: shop, and
5: it's 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 the inner city. It, it is the hub of, of of black communities. And in this particular case, there are all these secrets that are buried inside this barbershop. shop. This barbershop shop actually uh, was once a beauty a beauty salon, and, and it still has those remnants of a male barbershop, but within the very feminine, uh, t- uh casing of a of a beauty salon. So it is that perfect storm, a young man coming to town for the death of a, a mother he does not know in a town that does not know he exists.
2: And this is similar to what uh, uh, Gregory was talking about, Gregory Lord Morris, you know, with his program, uh, with him, um, you know, working, you know, doing the documentary for, you know, for the new reentry, you know, of, of yes. you know, the Wilmington Hope Commission, of working with, you know, teaching young, you know, working with young, educated um um, African male, females, and males, or the ones who have been incarcerated and are reentering into society. So you know, mm-hmm. this is what it made so interesting. You know, between the two of you, how he was saying what he was doing, and then boom, I have you coming up with "Don't Sing That Blues for Me." Uh, I was like, okay, uh, we're oh, on the yeah. right track here. <laughs> oh,
5: absolutely, a- absolutely, and it's going to be a pleasure to sit down with brothers like like, like G and and build this.
2: This canon of black work as we go yes. Yes. I, I think it's so important right? It's very important Speaking of building This canon yeah, of up. black theater as we go um, We are doing a collaboration With Mr. G- uh, Glenn Allen um, yeah. And First World Theater Ensemble We are proud to yeah. say That we are producing his piece Don't say no for
3: me It's
2: making his Philadelphia premiere oh. here um, So my question to Mr. Allen Is um, why do you think theaters Particularly, black theaters don't do more collaborations such as what we're doing. I mean, and this is a this is this is not a, a next door collaboration. You're in D.C. and we're mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, and we're we're collaborating on something that's fantastic, and it's actually working out.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I mean,
2: I mean, I mean, do black theaters do they do collaborations? And if they don't, why don't they do them?
5: I don't think that we do them enough, and and, and... You're absolutely right. I, it's a loaded question, it really, is a loaded question.
1: Yeah. Uh, we don't
5: do enough of it and I think because we're still too caught up in who's going to get the credit for this, and, and so because we're still fighting for credibility and credit, we don't know that we can come together. And I think that we'll start to move together. One, because we don't have any reason.
1: I mean, you know, we don't, we,
5: we don't have any other choice but to unite. Um, okay. And because number one, the cost of theaters. You know, I don't know if Philadelphia is as expensive as D.C., but for so a week of theater in D.C., it's almost, you know, $15,000 to $20,000, you know. And, wow. and so Yeah, 15000 to 20000 And so when you look at that kind of space, you need to combine can, efforts to say, to well, do how do this? we do this? And the only way to do it is to find people who are like-minded and come together. Sometimes that means that you have to stretch across the city. That means that instead of going to my brothers and sisters that may be my neighbor, maybe I need to go to Philly for a sister who is in concert with me. Right. So that the, the, and the reason why it works for you and I is because we have been singing the same song for years. We've just been singing from two different areas. Right. So like, then we met and we knew, who sings my song? <laughs> <laughs> the thing I said. She sings my song. Right. Right. And and, and so when you do that, it's easy
2: to say,
5: hey, why don't you come to D.C. and do your show? We'll we'll put put it up. (laughs) And then you say to me, hey, why don't you come to Philly and do your show? We'll put it up. And then we start to see this connection. And then people will start to see it. And then what happens is that what you and I are doing today will start to burn fire in people tomorrow. And so we'll start to see it. We'll start to see Atlanta connecting with Delaware and Delaware connecting with,
1: and some, um, with,
5: with with New Jersey and Jersey connecting with Maryland and Maryland connecting with Virginia. And we'll start to see this wildfire take and we'll start to see a new guys, design for black women. R-. We'll start to see this.
2: Really okay. Wonderful. I'm glad wonderful. To clean it. Uh just one last question And that I'm going to open up uh, Mr. Morrison's line and he I might have everybody. a question he might want to ask or you might have a question you I might to want, want to ask him. him. Um but uh, I have this one last yeah. question for you. Um with this piece Don't Sing No Blues yeah. for Me or with yeah. any of your pieces, um what is exactly is that you yeah. want the audience to walk away with?
5: Yeah. You know, I, I
1: I
2: just want to tell
5: my grandmother Grandfather's story Which is probably your grandmother And your grandfather's story There are these secrets That that we have been Keeping from our grandkids and our kids For years You know that there are these secrets that are there And we just need to tell them At least the story Even if you don't tell the, the, the secret holder You want to tell the story that that, that that great great grandfather That you think is your grandfather Ain't your grandfather at all you know, and, and it's been secret all these years, and we all have this in our family. You know that uncle don't look like nobody in the family. You know he ain't. You know he don't look like nobody in the family, and there's nobody saying anything. You at the family reunion, everybody sitting around. He light skin, all the rest of the rest of the family dark skin. Nobody's saying nothing about it, but you know he ain't. You know, so I just want to tell those stories, those secrets, and there's so many of them. You know, there's just so many of them. And and, and we have these very colorful stories as black folk
1: that we've got
5: to share. We've got to tell. It is unfair of us
1: to let a man
5: put on a skirt and do plays and take the country by storm without us telling another story.
2: Correct. Yes. Got to tell. I agree. It has to be (laughs) told. So well, question question. Put it so that you, I, I couldn't say it any better than the only way you said it. I totally concur, and I do agree with that. Um, so what I'm going to do right now is I am going to uh, uh, open up the line, and I'm going to uh, have Mr. Morris. He might have some questions for you. And for anyone else out there, uh, if you would love to ask um, Mr. Allen or Mr. Morris any questions, want to make any comments, please call us at 646 646- Seven one six seven nine nine four, and just hit the number one, and that will open you up so that you can speak. Sweet. So I think I have uh, Gregory online. Gregory, are you online there? I am here. Wonderful, uh, Gregory Mars. Uh, that's Mr. Glenn Allen. Mr. Glen Allen, you... meet Mr. Gregory
5: Mars.
4: Brother, <laughs> well,
2: <it's a> pleasure <laughs> to, to meet you, Allen. It, it, it's a pleasure
4: to, is, to meet you. Is, the, the pleasure
5: is all mine.
2: Everyone's laughing. No, um, uh, Gregory, It it like both of you are uh, you know, like um, you know, inventing wonderful things, um, um, beating to your own drum, uh, doing great work? It's nice to see two African males, um, you know, one younger and one is um, more seasoned, shall I say. Uh, probably, am,
4: I, am, I the, am I the more seasoned one? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. In this case, we're gonna okay. say you're the more seasoned one.
4: Okay, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> so, okay. so I can keep friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's
3: you right. take that that's one. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i okay. All
2: right. I mean, I'm just excited about it, and I know the callers are and I think that it's a wonderful thing that we have uh African American men out there like yourselves, and I know we have females out there who who are um just being uh, very diligent in telling our stories uh, uh making sure they're being told uh in a very refined and in um, beautiful way um in, so I definitely want you two to meet each other, get involved with each other, and I know that will happen between the two of you. I don't know if any one of you, either one of you have any comment or maybe you might have a question for each other um, before we uh, sign off getting, or. Got to get into
4: it. Well, I, I have a comment. I, um, first of all, I want to just again say it's very nice to meet you, um, Mr. Allen. Um, I. I look forward to seeing some of your work. Uh, my, one of my dreams is to be able to see one of my plays go up in D.C., um, in Philly. Um, that, that's one of my dreams. Um, I, I like what you were talking about when you you made reference to Tyler Perry and um, in, in terms of taking the country by storm. And one, one of the things that I'm really committed to, in addition to what I talk about, is um, I study a lot of marketing um, in terms of how to, market myself and and where to promote what I'm doing and things like that. And, you know, my my goal is to be really aggressive because what I'm finding is that um, the audience that typically, and I learned this in school really, the audience that typically attends plays of that style, whether you want to call them um, gospel musicals gospel Uh inspirational or even, you know, know, what people refer to as the Chitlin Circuit, My personal belief is that that audience is ready for something else. And (laughs) if they've never been presented with anything else, they wouldn't necessarily know all of the different aspects, even of their own culture. You know, so if my introduction to theater, for example, is, in fact, David Talbert or Ja'Carrius Johnson, these guys that come and sell out 1,800-seat theaters in Philly. They go to the Merriam and sell out for two weeks at a time sometimes. Yes. And at the same time, I'm looking at the stories that you and I are trying to tell, and my dream is to be able to take what we're doing, what I'm doing, and present it to that audience. That's what yeah. I really want to do.
3: I want to present yeah. it
4: to that audience. And, you know, what 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 what, what, yeah. what we're seeing, what I've figured out about what I'm doing is that it's, it's not popular. What I'm doing is not popular.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, I'm talking about the yeah. underbelly. I'm talking about another America that we live right. in. Yes. Well, I mean, well, well,
5: you know what. Well, you know what yeah. happens is when you look at Paula Perry and and David Talbert and Jakarius, who, who who by the way I respect uh, in, in all their works in different areas. And I fact, Jakarius and I were just on the panel together.
3: Um, mm-hmm. What you see is
5: that what it takes to fill that space is not only what you talked about, which is the marketing side, but that the play has several layers. That what happens with the work that you and I or August Wilson or uh, uh, Katari Hall, what, what we do not layer is that that musical part, that slapstick comedy part. It's
3: the and in order to feel an
5: 18-seat theater, not only with the, the, the bodies in the seats, but the layers on the stage, our place may not be meant for that. And so often what we need to do, and this is what we do in the festival, is we what we do is we we talk to people about their work and we talk to them about the different styles of theaters, proscenium, black boxes, uh, theater in the round, and and we talk about how the play is written and what stage it's written for. But theater was never meant for eighteen hundred seat theater, not in that capacity. Right. It was meant for right. intimate, looking through the window of somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so, so what you don't want, to, and this is the hard part of it, is to take a play. And put it onto an eighteen hundred seat theater and listen to the cricket thing right because the the the, the thought process that is in that piece is well, so deep take, it takes it concentration for yeah. you to get it. You know, right. and it's not the lighter side and so so I would I would say in instead of an eighteen hundred seat, I would say touch eighteen hundred oh. people two hundred yeah. at a time. So the village yeah. in Wilmington is an incredible space.
0: 200 uh-huh. at
5: a time. 1,800 people, 200 at a time. And, and you've gotten the same market, and you've gotten respect of the peers that are inside doing what you do. The worst thing I would think is to sit down with Tyler, and I know he can't sleep at night with this particular element of being able to sit down and know that all the other play playwrights around you, although you have more money than them, don't respect what you do. And I think that's hard. To be hard to not be the doctor that's respected in the field of medicine, right? That's, wow, has yeah. to
2: be hard. Wow, yeah. wow. That's, there we go. That's yeah. great advice. I, I'm, I'm loving this dialogue between the two of you. I'm loving it. Um, but what I am going to do uh, before we close out, I see that we do have someone on hold. I'm going to open up that line, and she might have a comment or a question or whatever for either one of you, gentlemen. Or for Inside the Black Box, hello, I think we have Lacresse online. Let's throw out a scenario. Hello? A out there who is who in a Out there. I was just struggling. Okay. How so can we make, we make that statement? She's there. Oh, well, maybe she got caught up in, in, in the moment and Pass out? Yeah, right. You were saying some wonderful
5: <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe my wife told me. Not because it was bad,
2: because it was all good. <laughs> right,
3: right.
2: Well, right now, gentlemen, I am going to thank you guys. You gentlemen so much for joining us here Inside the Black Box We mm-hmm. will continue this dialogue I want you to, to continue this dialogue I would love to have you both back um, And since you all are wonderful playwrights In your own way And just doing fabulous things Just don't forget First World Theater Ensemble here uh, We are a group of uh, African American folks Who like to work too With wonderful people mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yourself <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you Absolutely. So much, uh, Gregory and Glenn, thank you so much. Thank um, you. We adore both of you. Um, keep you know it up. That? Keep the struggle. Keep pushing through. Um, pray until something happens. Don't let the That's naysayers cool. say nay. You just mm. keep through. Uh, Thank you so yeah. much. We really appreciate it. it is, yeah. hey,
3: thank, thank, you, you thank you for joining
2: us. You're welcome, you're welcome You gentlemen have a nice night Now, I don't want to forget this one thing I have to say thank you to my producer Jacqueline Taylor-Adams Because without her, I would not have been able to do this Uh, This is not an easy thing to do You definitely need a producer, folks If you're thinking about doing a radio show Trust me, you can't do it by yourself So she is my angel So kudos to Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams Uh, For producing my show tonight And I want to again thank you Mr. Glenn Allen Uh, I can't wait for the public to see your upcoming production Don't Sing No Blues For Me At the CEC Um, And I can't wait for people to see Mr. Morris Gregory, your piece At the uh, Wilmington Drama League And I'm going to do And we're going to make sure that all this information gets sent out for both of you and, all and right, just to let the audience so know, much. I don't know if Gregory knows it. I want to put it out there. Mr. Ozzie Jones is the director for Don't Sing No Blues For Me, 10 times Barrymore winning director. Wow. And, uh, we are proud to have him uh, directing this piece, uh, which will be premiering here in Philadelphia. In a
6: good
2: Congratulations. Time. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: And, everything is you, everything. Well. and you guys
2: have a blessed one.
1: Morning, well,
2: thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
1: and thank good night.
6: Right now, Match.com is searching. Right now, Match is found. Right now, people who join Match are three times more likely to find a relationship than people who don't. Start for free. Right now. Kids love them. Parents trust them. Little Critters gummies are nutritious and better tasting than other vitamins with all natural flavors. That's why they're parents' number one gummy choice.
2: sure that you were in the best school ever are you crying
6: And this is my emergency. Keeping up with the kids is tough, so I drink emergency with vitamins. When it comes to your smile, whitening, you're yellowing. Crest
0: 3D White strips
6: go below the enamel surface
0: to whiten as well as
6: $500 professional treatment at a fraction of the cost. Guarantee or your money back. Crest. Life opens up when you do. Want a whiter
0: smile today? Try two-hour Express White strips. I, I came from Egypt. The chance to win. I'm number 23. Number With a deal of a lifetime. Whoever finds the draft gets it first. A blowout sale is like the bridal salon on steroids. <laughs> Friday keeps getting bigger. Three all-new
1: episodes. Friday, starting at eight with more
0: weddings. Followed by two hours of seeing yes to the dress. Friday is on ELC. Sunday, February <laughs> 6th. They're loud. Ah, really? They're proud. It will not give
2: you
0: one
3: full
2: of pain. They're
3: Gypsy Sisters, the series premiere. Gypsy Sisters,
2: Sunday, February 10th and 9th, on PLC. Oh my god, I really want to do that. Well, child, ladies, mom's to You ain't got to worry about me for no exercise. If I'm ever going to take mom's tips and movement to the master, then I'm going to have to test it out. And who better than to take my friends as my protege? their moms, and they sure need some health and fitness. Good morning. Good morning, morning, morning. Oh, good morning. Wonderful. Good morning. Everybody good morning. I'm excited about Mom Fit. Uh, I have my little exercise outfit on. My surgery
6: is in a few days, but the doctor said that exercise really is actually a good
2: thing as long as I don't push myself too much. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is not my kind of party. i time for all Mm-hmm. Welcome to MomFit, Atlanta, okay? MomFit, the movement, is about the power of moms in motion. And if you can carry a baby for nine months, there is nothing too hard for you with God. Preach! 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 Do kids. not encourage that. I will be on day. I'm trying to get out of here. So, on the okay. real. Okay. Amen. Amen. It's too early. I'm gonna need the chair to bring it way down here. Get in there, spot. <laughs> We're gonna start. Advance. There you go. Oh, that was a And like, bring inspiration. Oh. That's called hatering. you to have to do a little bit better than that, my love. Come on. Yes. Okay, now get to jump that. Okay, no, 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 no. Dominique. Dominique, it We're warming up. It takes like uh, this uh, minutes. This <laughs> is not
3: working. I don't do this. Where'd you go?
2: I really want Moms Fit the Movement to encourage all moms to get fit. I'm a little appalled that Dominique will not take me seriously. All right, I'm ready to aim. I'm for real. I am not with all of this, this right here. here. Come over here, girl. You're going to request that you didn't give it your all. Now like, need girl need to get out of my face. Like for real. Let's go into the Legs wide, shoulders lift apart, straight down the middle. There you go. That's what I'm about. Keep on. Eight. Come on. Nine. Come on. Down Come on, Come on Christina. That gets a little
3: scary. Mom bitch. Yeah. She's doing
2: it. You got to want to get up in your face and challenge you like she does. But if that's what you're looking for, she's the perfect person for it. Tell the devil he's a liar. Them like, Ooh, yeah, you like, You better. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> oh, I'm serious, I'm talking what you don't like in your life. That's, That's what, what I'm talking <laughs> about. Bring it. Bring it. I've always wanted a little army running around
6: the house. So the idea that that may not
2: be a possibility anymore. What the outcome of this surgery will be. I'm just praying that our family will be able to withstand whatever the outcome is, whether I can have children or not. Right. thank
0: you, her.
3: back. Special K challenge. Up a six pounds in two weeks.
6: With cereal you love. And so much more. You gain when you lose. I never saw I happier than you.
0: I thought I'd been doing everything right. The IRS put a lien on my house. They even went after our daughter's house savings
6: account. Then a friend, she told me to call U.S. Tax Shield. The people at U.S. Tax Shield really care.
2: U.S. Tax Shield even reduced my tax debt. And they have an A-plus rating with a better business here. What a relief.
6: Our tax problems are now behind us. Owe $15,000 or more to the IRS or state? Call U.S. Tax Shield at 1-800-965-5106 right now.
0: Has anybody actually started saving for college yet?
6: No, not me. No, no, you got time. <laughs> oh, no, we yeah. actually started. Yeah, but how did you even know where to start? Oh. i found out about the Gerber Life College Plan. Call now and get started with free information on the Gerber Life College Plan. Oh, it's a life insurance policy, too. Oh, that's different. It's uh, pretty much where right.
0: <laughs> No matter what happens, we get guaranteed safe growth.
6: We've got to get started.
0: Call 1-800-313-0419 for your free information.
2: Ryan wants to renew our wedding vows, but our relationship is on shaky ground, along with our finances. And since I pawned my wedding ring, I'm resenting him even more. Hi, hi. How are you? I'm fine, Dr. Williams. So glad to have you <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to see. Decided to see a therapist to see if I can even move forward with this relationship. Can you tell me just just a little bit about kind of why you're here today? You know, I'm at that point where I'm having challenges transitioning okay. um, into the next phase of my life. Okay. You know, my marriage, my ministry, and then me as a woman. Okay, you know, just tell me about you, about Dominique. Is, is At an earlier age in life, I ended up on the streets of Miami as a prostitute, dealing with, you know, drug addiction. I am now realizing that although I escaped physically without any major scars or trauma, emotionally Mm -hmm. I really walked away damaged. Mm -hmm. I struggle a lot with not connecting Mm -hmm. with my husband. I believe it's safe to say that somewhere in my subconscious. I am connecting Brian to the shadows of my past. I was violated at such a young age that I didn't even know what an orgasm was until maybe a year or so ago. Though. I was like, oh, this is what i was talking about. Yeah. I kind of like yeah. this. Yeah. I really didn't know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a 45-year-old woman, and so I don't even know this. Mm-hmm. I just felt like this is what men do. Mm-hmm. We're going to come together, and he's going to have Mm-hmm. When I think of intimacy, I think of intimacy. intimacy. You have to allow your husband to see into you beyond what you have. Amen. Intimacy is harder for me than sex. Sex, I don't care nothing about it. But intimacy is a challenge for me. You know, Brian now, he wants us to do our viral renewal. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Do I have the enduring power to go to the end with him. I'm not really sure. sure. So lots Mm -hmm. and lots and lots of frustration. But leave me with this. What has been is no more. But what shall be is now. I love Barney very much. But this problem all day,
1: I don't know.
2: Let's just say the vote's still out. And to tell you the truth, it's going to take everything we got to keep us together. All right. All right. And bye. <laughs> bye. Have
6: a good one. I know things are going to be just fine. Yeah. I know she's going to be A-OK. Right. But it's just It's, it's scary. scary. It is scary. Ivy has been in surgery for the past two hours. We are anxiously waiting for some results. I'm praying that it is nothing serious. It would be really devastating to find out that she
2: could not have any more kids.
6: And the doctor's pretty sure he'll get something. I mean, he'll know something. Yes. All right. good. Good.
0: didn't find any endometriosis which is good. Oh wonderful. wonderful. You know, sometimes just having the diagnosis is you know, people have a sense of relief and will and the pain will kinda of get better even though, you know, we didn't take anything out. Right, I remember um, saying um you know, a pure diagnostic procedure. And also, um, no concerns about fertility and no thoughts about needing a big surgery. So
5: even good say
6: so excited for Ivy, hearing the great news that she will be able to have children again. I know God was with us in this whole time and I'm just so happy for her. And when
2: can they resume sexual <laughs> activity? That's <wrong> that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: hilarious. <laughs> He answered the prayer before he even went in. So, um, oh. I'm telling you, that that
3: is so mm-hmm.
2: great. Honey, I mean, you can have babies. You can have babies. <laughs> he said there's nothing to interfere with that. Mm. Mm, <laughs> Finding out that there is no endometriosis is I cannot tell you how much of a huge weight that is lifted.
6: Knowing that Mark and I can now have more children is a blessing. It's wonderful. It's everything. What I prayed about. Are you ready feel the voice?
0: You feel Shutting the curtains, girl. You feel it? You feel it?
6: You feel
3: girl? You feel Coming
2: out. For me, the word playing tag, I was like, oh, that's awkward. And he felt some pastor. I feel like you're sand- Stronger than it needed to be. Everybody must have said something about the word plantain, but why are we sitting up here trying to be psychopaths? It is really just getting ridiculous at this point. At this point, we either let pray or throw a blow. When the man in your life is an artist, a player, a rapper, life could be very good or very, very very ugly. Now, I'm starting over. This is for me a ride or die chase. I don't take from anybody. I'm
6: here to get my
0: hospital on. Starter Wives Confidential
6: premieres next Tuesday at 9, only on TLC. That, that's the kind of relief my sore muscles need. So I keep this close. Salon Pop Jet Spray. Right. It has one medicine to quickly freeze pain and another to keep it away. Salon Pop, powerful relief when and where you need it. If you're in a room tonight, give save breaks.
0: Specials and a fine Chianti, but Rome is like four thousand two hundred miles. That's why there's Bertone chicken flour, two for two,
1: a luscious white wine sauce, so Bertoni, Italy, is served.
6: Excuse me, sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to power down your little
0: working. I think your friends will understand. Oh uh, no, it's actually my ICO app. See, I just uh, paid my bill.
6: Did you really From the plane? Yeah,
0: I can manage my policy, get roadside assistance, you know, I'm pretty much access guy. code twenty four seven.
6: I'm a little
0: too good to be true, sir. Not like that one takes fine. Okay, did she seriously just say that? Geico. Just a click away with our free mobile app. Where do you turn for legal matters? Maybe you want to incorporate a business or protect your family with a will or living trust, and you'd like the help of an attorney. At LegalZoom, a legal plan attorney is available in most states with every personalized document to answer questions. Get started at LegalZoom.com today, and now you're protected. We are the house when it comes to the game yeah it's his thing i don't even purchase <gasps> combine creamy velvita with zesty rotel tomatoes and green chili you get a bowl of chaser that makes even this get together better switch to swipper sweeper and you'll dump your old broom
6: but don't worry he'll find someone else <laughs> Dirt sweeper's electrostatic dry cloth attracts and locks dirt, dust, and hair on contact. To clean 50% more than a broom, it's a difference you can feel. Hoover gives cleaning a whole new meaning. Where's the dial?
0: She swept
6: the television
0: nation.
3: I want water, candy,
0: and ketchup. Ah! Sunday, here's your job. Know your boo.
3: You have a language.
0: Everybody's got
6: to do it. Never before
0: seen. Oh. Unsister. There's only
6: room when you get called. Pure
0: You can't tell that
2: And all new, here comes Sunny Boo Boo. Sunday at 9 on TLC. Oh, it looks lovely. Well, thank you. Just tell me how you're adjustments went. It's love been really great. I love it. great. He said, how would you feel about moving to Atlanta? I was like, Atlanta? Uh-huh. I was like, dude, I'm not going to the country that high. <laughs> really? Isn't <laughs> that yeah, funny? Because when I moved here, I moved here from Nashville. Okay. And I thought this was like. The city, like you. Yeah,
3: like, okay. like New York. Or okay. Like, right. you know?
2: <laughs> the ladies have not been together since Ivy's surgery, so I'm really excited to have them over today for lunch
6: and, and to let Ivy know that we care about her.
2: Well, welcome to the road of first orientation. Established in an We are in the South, you know, that kinda of has a little negative connotation. Um, I just think it's it's just I need it. I've been to Delena's house before, and that thing has always bothered me. So I'm glad to hear that somebody else feels the same way. Hello. Oh, we're just in light like, lunch today. Such a sweet host. Yeah. I know I told her driving I mean, up just made me appreciate mm-hmm. being in Atlanta and the area that we live, and then coming here it was like, I'm in the South. Aww. Let me ask you a question.
6: Did, did you
2: were you nervous about being a big couple and a racial couple coming to the South? I just was ready. To, I was anticipating. What am I going to experience? What is it going to be like? You know. What so. about receiving in Atlanta? How has it been? Great. Oh. Yeah, great. Well, I different it now, now than what it is. That's right. I will say that it was horrible growing
6: up. It is not as much like that anymore. And I'm going to ask you this question honestly. When we came to the house and we saw the plantation on the door,
2: at first I was like, oh, my God, this is a place where I Plantation. Yeah. It caught me off guard. So did you get stuff like that? like it was the first time ever. Really? Never, ever, ever, ever heard You're that. You're kidding.
0: I'm like, okay whatever.
2: You know, the word plantation, it, just, it comes from the root word plant. Mm-hmm. And it was just what families had plantation because there was a lot of crops. I'm thinking that she crazy. I know how to spell plant. I know what a plant is. And we're not talking about a plant. we talk talking about plantation. The family, yeah, they had labors, but Jesus had labors. It's not a a slavery thing, it's a plantation, it's a style of home. But I think to disconnect from the history of the word, then that isn't giving prudence to all the pain that comes along with that word. I think so many of us who are African Americans, we can't walk away from the
6: connotation and the truth. In all honesty, we're talking hundreds of years right. of
2: cruelty. You know, so how do you, got got you This yeah. is the very first time ever been brought up. If I was a racist, would I be sitting here with all these ladies, and I'm the only white girl at my table? For me, honestly, we're talking about in the mid-60s, where we still have segregated bathrooms and restaurants. So it's not like we're talking about, like, this is two, three, four hundred years ago. I can't even sit up here and think like, oh, I was ruled, Then they beat me. All I know is the history of the things. Plantation existed before slavery. Plantation is a word that's rooted on the land, rooted based off of what it is. The and it has to come. Yeah, I got it. And, and I don't remember so any other word than what it is. We're talking about the word. And so we're going to talk about the word and talk about plantation. the word. plantation is a history. It has to be. And it's going to end to Delaina's I'll never come back to the damn rubber first.
0: you're at the corner of. I'm a new parent.
3: for you.
2: To their home and seeing that word. It's like, yo, I'm just letting you know how I felt, what I think. And to see that type of response, I felt really bad when I saw it just really shift downward. Because like she sat there and told me, I'm not taking it down. Okay, boo, don't take you down. But let me tell you, by you not taking it down, this is my thought process. Well, let me, can I interject something? When you take a position that is an opinion and you you don't move away and give the person room to feel what they feel or believe what they believe, and you feel like you have to make somebody understand your opinion, and I feel like that's where where it went wrong. Delanna's not even here to defend herself, and I don't think that's fair, so I had to say something. I feel like your stand was stronger than it needed to be because it was an opinion, but now you're still pressing it. No, and and not nothing would have been no. no. If, it no. Was, if that was the case. The devil is a liar. He sure is. No. No. will what, be No, what happened was, okay. I wasn't the only person that gave my opinion at no, that point. Even, I didn't even bring the question to the table. When we're the we're it turned was right. when you went into this long dissertation, sitting there saying, Plantation means print. and no. Everybody said something about the word plantation. Why are we sitting up wanted to be psychological? Are you talking about you
3: were trying to it over
2: like, well it's okay. Now okay. the Lord loves you. You were trying to give her a pass out for the word plantation. A plantation means what it means. Plantation when you look it up, it means a large land. I mean they don't have slaves, dude. We should leave it alone. I'm looking at her like this chick is crazy. You ever heard this term? Where it says I'm a skinny girl trapped in a fat body. Well, I guess she's a white girl trapped in a white girl body. We can't conclude it because if you're going to be fake about it. Don't be fake but about it. Be who's You fake, that Who's fake? Hey, so also I was being You yes. have to. Why do you think it is? I was.
6: I really wish we could just sit down and enjoy this lunch, but we can't because Dominique and
2: Tara are too busy gashing at each other's throats. I hang out with First Lady to avoid this type of nonsense. I really wish they would just shut up. I don't want you to sit there and say that it's the plantation work, like it's all me. Like I'm the only one. It that Oh, really? It is, true. Nobody is, okay. is well, you. Nobody else. If this table is offended by you. me, then it's Nobody by our wedding. By like not I'm not offended, but I am. You know what offended is? Tara. Go ahead, on. you go on go on 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 that. That. offended, correct?
1: I'm
2: not offended with. Then with why are you behaving rudely? You got Tara over here. And you've got Dominique over here. And these two are getting ready to go box. It is getting that easy. Father, I call in your Holy Spirit right now it to, to rule say that answer. The Holy Spirit was, Father, yeah. I, God, thank I, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are lifted up. <laughs> <laughs> you are great <laughs> and greatly to, to be praised. Pray pray. I cannot stand fake Christians. When Dominique called me a fake Christian, I'm thinking, does she have any idea who she's speaking to?